Sam Maskell here from This, That, and the Other and Roll 420s. Just wanted to let everyone know that I have a new podcast out called Sam of All Trades, where I interview very interesting people and I ask them some pretty interesting questions and we get to know what they do and how they do it. Check it out on the binge on this channel where you can find our new D&D game, Roll 420s, This, That, and the Other, our podcast with me and Brian, What's Hood with Forever Cobron, where you get the Latin flavor, Reading Ronin with Brian, Happy News with Perry Kurtz, and our new new podcast sam of all trades with me so come check it out give us a like and a subscribe there are days when you're feeling low and sometimes nights got you thinking cold so i'll tell you what i do when my soul is twice as blue i just turn on my favorite show and i sit down with the coolest bro that's perry kurtz Happy news with Perry Kurtz, he wears suspenders and cool shirts. Happy news with Perry Kurtz, a freestyle rapper who likes to flirt. Happy news with Perry Kurtz, you're gonna laugh until it hurts. It's time to smile, so stay a while on Happy News with Perry Kurtz. Well, hello and welcome to... Happy news with Perry Kurtz. My name is Perry Kurtz, and it is good to be here. Sorry you have to see my face, but this is what I have. You are on the binge on this network, and we try to come on once in a while and give you some reasons to be happy about your life. I work with Brian. He's on the other end of the screen that you can't see him. He's running the controls, and we work together seamlessly to make this happen. He gives me information about news that is interesting, that is good, and we try to get some humor out of it. I'm just glad I'm here. I've uh, been ill, but I'm a lot better. You can't tell, although I still look kind of pale, or as some people say, I look pasty, although I have some Elmer's glue here, and that's much lighter than I am. And uh, I'm just happy to be alive. I'm 69 years old. I got all my hair. This is all real. Although I noticed this in the past two weeks, I've grown this gray horn of hair. It's driving me crazy. It's, it goes gray in spots. But it's my hair. It's real. And that's what's important. So, Brian, what are we talking about today? Always good to be on the show with you. Glad that you're alive and healthy. And uh, it's it's good to to be here again, running the show. Let's start off with uh, our first happy news article. And uh, today we're going to take a bit of a, a different approach. We're going to worry about some animals. Oh. And, uh, we're going to start with Australia declaring its largest feral predator-free safe haven in massive Malik Cliffs National Park. Let's check this out real quick. Just in time for September and Biodiversity Month, conservationists in Australia announced that they have eradicated all feral cats and foxes from a vast 9,000 hectare area, creating the largest feral predator-free safe haven on the country's mainland. So what this does is it paves the way for the largest rewilding project ever to be undertaken in the state of New South Wales. Ten native mammal species that became extinct 
in the state are set to be restored to the massive Molly Cliffs National Park, which is a major milestone for the Australian Wildlife Conservation Partnership with the NSW National Parks and Wildlife Services. So feral cats and foxes are the primary reason why Australia has the worst mammal extinction rate in the world. Wow. Well, you know, in Australia, Australia, that's the way they talk down there. They, uh, they're very concerned about that. And uh, they had, do have an amazing selection of wildlife. So to hear that they found a natural way of enriching the ones that are passing away because the feral animals are killing them. That's amazing to take all the wild cats or is it known as feral that can't be controlled that are crazy and will attack anything to remove them, to allow the other animals to survive is great. But the Australians have always been that way. I've never been to Australia and I'd love to go down there. I have a friend who lives there and, um, Everything I've heard about it is, is beautiful. South Wales is an amazing portion of the world. I've seen pictures in the cliffs and, and the views and uh, just astounding. And they don't have the smog like we have. If you could uh, bring uh, back an extent, extinct creature, who would it be, Perry? Um, the girl I went to my junior high prom with. Oh, yeah? What was yeah. her name? Gail. And why would you bring Gail back? Because we were in junior high and she knew so much more than I did. Oh, if you know what I mean? Down under? Uh, yeah, and she, she was. And I like learning. I like learning new things. I mean, I enjoy. that's why I enjoy doing comedy because you go out in front of an audience, you never know what you're going to get. And they're always changing. It's like the ocean. You never know when there's going to be a wave. You never know when it's going to be hot, cold. But in Australia, they do have a beautiful country. And it's really uh, uncorrupted. As That's very true. The United States really is. And we've corrupted it ourselves because there's so many of these big wealthy guys that are looking to make money. And they don't care what or who dies in the action. So to hear that they found a way of doing this without killing anything or putting out poisons or setting up traps, you know, well, they probably did set up traps, but they were probably humane. Of course. You know, they didn't kill the animals. They just closed and put them in a box and they took them and gave them their own wild area where they will eventually eat each other. Exactly. And speaking of eating... Yeah. Our next article is about rare turtles known for their permanent smiles are saved from extinction in Myanmar. Get this. With a face straight out of Dr. Seuss, just like our beloved Perry, the cheeky beaks of the Burmese roof turtle hatchlings are characterized by what's described as a nonstop grin. And these days, the turtles have a lot more to be cheerful about. Not long ago, the existence of this species, which is native to the Myanmar Irrawaddy River, was in serious doubt. Where is that? Myanmar is actually... There's a little hand next to my head. Yep. Myanmar is actually in Burma, Perry. 
And uh, due to overhunting for food and medicinal use and, and even the pet trade, these uh, little smiling turtles uh, almost went extinct. And so thanks to biologist Gerald Kutchling from the University of Western Australia, along with the Myanmar Forest Department, launched a joint expedition in an effort to bring the turtles back. And uh, thanks to, to Dr. Kutchling and uh, a bunch of people, the smiling turtles have been saved from extinction. And, uh, you know, even though there were thought to be less than 10 Burmese roof turtles, imagine that. Only 10, 10? Burmese roof turtles living in the wild. Um, you know, not all of them made the trip, unfortunately, at the time. Uh, but thanks to the ones that did survive, and thanks to the subsequent WC efforts and the Turtle Survival Alliance, approximately a thousand of the turtles have been successfully raised in captivity and are soon to be released into the wild. From ten to a thousand. From ten wow. to a thousand. Wow, and I, and I appreciate that because a friend of mine said that I look like a turtle without a shell. Yeah, that was me. So um, I uh, I agree with that. Wow, does it say the size? general size of the adult turtles are they little ones are they big ones they're little turtles i'd say around like box box turtle size all like, right so you know they're not six, gigantic or anything. six to ten inches maybe which is yeah what, something something like that yeah i've been described the same way exactly and uh, that's great because turtles are a very sweet animal i mean they're not vicious they're nice they don't mess with anybody they're cute you know, you can hit him with a hammer. Um, there's a lot to be said about it. And, and they, they smile all the time. Well, that's just a genetic deficiency. But the bottom line is, it doesn't matter what they're really feeling. The fact is that on the outside, they look like they're happy. And now they've got a reason to be happy. So they're going 10 to 1,000. 10 to 1,000. Imagine that, right? Imagine thinking that you were the only 10 people left in the world. That's a hundred times the amount that were left. How crazy is that? Wow. Hell are yeah, brother. Gonna, are they going to be exporting them or selling them? Yeah, once they reach maturity, they'll be re-released back into the nature, brother. Wow. I know, right? That's why I love doing this show. And I speaking of doing this show. Oh, you a, did? I used to have a box turtle. His name was David. His name was David? David, he was very nice, and he would pick things up and bring them to me. No, he wouldn't. I don't know what it is. I've, I've always had this way of training our pets to do things. Uh, we had a dog that could actually bark out my kids' names. Bark, bark. I mean, it helps when you name your kid Bark. Right. Well, no, but he would, they, he would make sounds that sound like them, and I could say, go get one of the kids, and he would go in and say their name and then do it like this. And um, just smart. we had rats, and rats are very smart. I had one named Turbo, and he was about um, it was about this long, and I trained him to sit in my shirt pocket. And one night I was on stage at the main room at the comedy store. It's about a four hundred seat room, and I said, "Turbo, come out and say hello." And he pulls up and he goes, and then pops back down, and everybody goes. Oh! I said, come on up here. And he just climbs up on my shoulder and I had a thread around my shirt collar uh, button and his neck so he didn't run away. And he sat there while I did about five minutes of jokes about rats. I said, all right, go back in. And everybody applauded. But uh, when he came out, all the women were screaming, but he was really sweet. We had a whole set of them. 
That's and crazy. They just, don't live, they just don't live very long, but they're very friendly. Like I have a mask. Let me see if I can show you what it looks like. I made a mask that has this on the front. <laughs> and so when I go out, I'm wearing a mask with this on it. And people go, that's a funny mask. And I pull it down and I go, it's just my face. And they go, oh, that's great. Women come up and they like the mask just because it's different. But my daughter said, but dad, they're laughing at you. And I said, honey, the bottom line, if they're laughing when you want them to laugh, then you're doing it right. That's all that matters. True words from a from a legend himself. No no lies there. Speaking legends, of legends don't exist. Our last article is about Zimbabwe protecting its iconic wildlife by banning coal mining in all of its national parks. Wow. It looks like Zimbabwe has banned exploratory coal mining operations and many small gold mining contracts in all 11 national parks, heralding a massive victory for the Zimbabwean wildlife. There is an earlier decision. <clears throat> pardon me. This is a reverse from an earlier decision to allow two firms belonging to Zimbabwe's Chinese allies to drill and survey for coal in the world-renowned Huang National Park home to more than 40,000 elephants and a population of endangered black rhinos, as well as leopards and painted dog conservation programs. According to coverage from the BBC, Zimbabwean Information Minister Monica Musfangwa announced that steps are being undertaken to immediately cancel all mining titles held in a national park, while adding that it was not only coal, but gold mining, which was already being carried out along several small rivers that would also right. be banned. A truly momentous victory for conservationists. Zimbabwe has struggled for decades with severe inflation, a, a figure that stands currently at around 737%. And any Chinese currency received from the mining operations in Huang would have been extremely useful to the government. All right, let's go back to that. They're also stopping any gold mining? Correct. So any gold mining or coal mining in any of their national parks is now being reversed. They're not allowed to do it anymore. But I understand the coal because the dust, even when you're mining coal, there's dust, which is why they say people die in coal mines all the time. But what about the gold? Gold is, is beneficial for their, their commerce. I would think that they'd stop the coal and keep the gold going. Wouldn't that make sense to you? Well, you know, I, I, I guess, I don't know. Um, I, I, you know, that's such a good, I, I don't think you can't ban coal and then keep gold. I don't think that makes sense to anybody on the board in regards to like, oh, how do we solve this problem? So I imagine like when, because it was a lawsuit that got filed, it was, a, it was essentially, it was a, um, let me see, uh, it was a legal effort, um, which was, uh, the concern, the concern was raised by environmentalists of ecological degradation, and a marathon five-year legal effort was mobilized against the government by the Zimbabwe Environmental Lawyer Association to block the mining rights. 
So with that being said, I imagine ecological degradation means the same way that when coal gets half of the ground ripped up and resources gold get displaced and animal, okay, gold sense. does the same thing. And so I, I imagine they had to they had to do one or, or they had to do both or none is what right. I imagine. Well, that makes sense. But they stopped it. What do you think about that? I think that's great because coal is a problem and uh... – we have someone in the White House who likes the thought of coal. Have you ever and been to Africa? No, but I can I if I can say this, I do like black women. I shut you up real fast, didn't I? Oh well, I just was waiting for the joke. No, I, I uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I, I am seeing a lovely little black woman, and uh, uh, she's just wonderful. Um, she's a very my, nice lady. My favorite are, as I say in my act, and it's true. I like blacks and blondes, and so I mentioned that one night, and she was out at the uh, parking lot show that we do out in Burbank every Saturday night, and a week later she comes back, and she's now a blonde. And I went, oh, my God, a black with blonde hair. And I got an instant erection. Oh, man. Yep. Well, thank goodness we know it still works. Yeah. I couldn't even find it for a while. With that being said, though. So uh, that's uh, I think that's as much as we've got to throw down people's gullets at this point. We want, of course, thank you for tuning in. You can always catch me at com or... If you're looking for speaking or humor motivation, which is what I'm moving into, I'm teaching companies, human resource people, salespeople, management, activity directors, anybody that deals with people, I'm teaching them how to be basically funny to get people to smile. So I want to thank you for liking us and watching the show. I'm Perry Kurtz. I've also got a YouTube channel of my own called Perry Kurtz with, I think, 711 videos. Some of them get a little rank because it's me rapping in karaoke bars, but other stand up and, and other stuff and my TV appearances. And how about a round of applause for my partner, Brian? Let's hear for Brian. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Always sit fun, down, Perry. Sit down, God, please. Yeah, sit, to, sit down, ma'am, maniacs. Ma'am, ma'am, put those away. Put please. those away, ma'am. This, is, this, this show's for children. You're, you're blocking the cameras. Thank you all for being here. I'm Barry Kurtz, and you all be happy. The Perry Kurtz Show is filmed live in front of a drunk audience. Make sure that you catch us and the rest of the gang at Binge On This, anywhere you find podcasts. iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, Spotify, and now available on India's largest podcast platform, Ghana.